and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike Thomas Jufferson Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. We haven't done founding fathers before. Mm -mm. They're just going to all just be Jew, like George Jushington. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, thanks so much for tuning into this amazing episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. What makes it so amazing? You're here. Also, we're going to be auctioning this tumbler off again, and this time we actually have it. And hopefully the person who gets it doesn't just want to give us money and then tell us to auction it off again. Although if you want to just give us money. If you want to, it, this, you can keep I doing mean, that. Listen, you honestly can keep doing it. You just keep, I'm not, just keep auctioning this tumbler. We're libertarians. We're not here to judge. <laughs> yeah, if you want to just give us money, if you want to bid on this, then say now nah, auction it again, keep the money. I'm not going to stop you. This is a Muddy Waters Media production. Be sure to share it and like it, subscribe, and do all the algorithm stuff. Comment and tell your friends to share, subscribe, like, and comment, and do all that stuff. And be sure if you are doing it on YouTube, don't just press the subscribe button. Hit the bell because I want your phone to explode with notifications. Every time we go live, share this right now. Like, share, comment, like, follow, subscribe, five stars. If there's stars involved, hit all the stars. Just do all the things. Thank you. And make sure you like us and rate us on Apple, Google, whatever podcasting app you use. Yes. Oh, and we are also on Amazon Podcasts now. Yes. So you can Jeff get us Bezos right in your podcast. Audible app, I think. Um, I don't know how it works. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, I would like to thank Benjamin Daniel Morris Chestnut, the 15th. Wow. For the kava that I am drinking on today's, it's his son. It's the last that's, one's son <laughs> that I'm drinking that on today's an, episode. That's an impressive lineage there. 15 <laughs> generations of Benjamin 15, Davis. Ge- of what? Benjamin? Benjamin Daniel. Benjamin Daniel Morris Chestnuts. Morris Chestnut. Wow. 15, 15 of those. And I'd like to thank Le Bleu for this delicious Jewish water that I'm drinking. Also, I'd like to thank myself. For making this delicious dish that I'll be eating throughout this episode, it's it's big. I haven't eaten in. Tw- I'm doing a. I, I just finished a fast, so now I'm be- breaking my fast with this delicious meal of greens and uh, salmon, of course, and uh, cashew cheese and uh, a spare uh, uh, sauerkraut and hemp seeds and almonds. Is that? Are there croutons in that? You can't have gluten. No, no, no. That's uh, that's salmon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. The other day, uh, Sunday, on Sunday, I made my wonderful, lovely, understanding, and um, patient girlfriend, fantastic girlfriend. Uh, a... What did you do? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm certain something. Um I decided to make her dinner because I am a caring, caring gentleman. And while you would not have been able to eat, you would have been able to eat some of it, like not much, but some of it. Um, I made her a tortellini and steak salad. Oh, yeah. It was spinach and cheese tortellini with uh, some New York strip steak on it. And then it had uh, like 
the stuff you could eat, the the, the croutons and the cucumber, or not the cucumbers, not croutons. It didn't have croutons. It had olives and uh, cucumbers and yes. artichokes and yes. uh, onions. And that it was I in could the, have. Yeah, you could have had that part. That, <laughs> you could have had the tortellini or the so steak. Right. Everything else, not the, so the, much. The two ingredients that are in the title, you, you couldn't eat, but everything else you could. The, right. The garnish I could have. <laughs> no, this is typical. People are like, oh, I had a great meal. I'm not sure which part you could have. And I'm like, probably the garnish. And they're like, no, I'm sure you could. And then they start telling me, I'm like, no, I could have the, the lettuce. Right. I could have the lettuce there. But that's fine because I make my own food. And speaking of making food, the... This episode is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the second fastest, well, no, this is the fastest growing caucus in the fastest Libertarian growing. Party and the second second largest caucus in the Libertarian Party. Uh, be sure to become a member today by going to the Facebook group Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. Uh, also, if you want to become an official voting member, which literally means nothing, be sure to go to the... Uh, go to muddywatersmedia.com slash store, pick up a Waffle House Caucus button or a Waffle House Caucus shirt, or you could buy this tumbler today on our auction that we're doing, which will make you a supreme voting member. You'll be a super delegate. Again, means You'll be a super delegate for something that we never vote for. Means nothing at all. The never. Gravy King. Cumberland Cannabis, if you would like to buy some viable, ethical, and effective CBD Delta 8 and Tennessee CBD, wink, wink, products, uh, go to CumberlandCannabisCo.com, and you can get it from the beautiful Cumberland Gap area of Tennessee. Joe Salaski is running for governor of Pennsylvania, and if you'd like to help him, Joe Salaski, who is the key to Pennsylvania's success, if you'd like to help him become the first libertarian governor ever... Then go to uh, joesoloski.com. That's J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I dot com. Jack Casey. Hey man, oh, we got to update this. We got to update this. Well, Jack Casey needs to update it by giving us a new logo or new graphic. Right. Great. Right. Breaking so we news, don't have everyone. to do anything. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We just have to keep cash in those sweet, sweet Jack Casey checks. Um, that's right. So. Jack Casey previously has only had two books to his name, The Royal Green and In Silver Throne did it. Um, but now his third book, his long awaited by dozens book, hun- actually probably hundreds. No, you know, I should say a hundred long awaited by countless millions of Americans across the globe and America. Crowned by gold is finally out. We're calling it here. It's now out. Book number three. You go to royalgreen.com. You can buy all three of these books. Let us know how they are because we'll never read them. Adderpan is a horrifying game. I'm scared even talking about it. Every time I do this, I get this weird feeling inside of my ankles and my hands and arms because I feel nervous. And I'm scared that a little demon doll is going to come up and murder me while I talk about it. Just looking at this is horrifying. If you've even watched the video of the gameplay of this game then that's enough to make you go over to Steam and buy it for the low, low price of $5. Uh, that will include all of the updates for this fantastic, horrifying game uh, for only $5. One time, $5, you get all the updates. So as they find new ways to make it even more horrifying, uh, that will happen for free. It's only $5 over on Steam, plus the cost of your ongoing mental health care for like the rest of your life and possibly that of your children and loved ones. But but you know what isn't horrifying and is also great for children and loved ones. Fierce Luxury by Ashley. 
handbags. Everyone loves handbags and, and accessories. Well, if you go over to fierceluxurybyashley.com, uh, you can get some of the finest handbags and accessories that have ever been made by uh, Louis Vuitton, uh, Chanel, Coach, Hermes, uh, Hermes. Uh, Balenciaga. I heard Balenciaga. That's the rappers I like that stuff, huh? Huh? You can get that over on FierceLuxuryByAshley.com. And if you want to consign something with her, you can do it for a 30% fee, which is 20% less. Almost just slightly more than half what everyone else charges. That's what she told us. I'm sure that's true. If you go over to FierceLuxuryByAshley.com or the Facebook group Fierce Luxury by Ashley. Thomas Queter. Good for all ages. He's running for state senate in New York. And he... <laughs> And Thomas Queener would like you to know that he runs better than Albany, which is hilarious because he's in a wheelchair. That's funny to him. Tells you the kind of guy Thomas is. Thomas is actually one of the most incredible people we know. He has an incredible amount of energy. He is the best character, the best, uh, the most honest and trustworthy person you'll ever meet. Uh, his heart bleeds for the, his common man. He he is doing this solely out of his desire to improve lives and set people free. And if you want to help Thomas in his run for state senate in the 52nd district of New York to go in there and battle against the oh god, what's her name? The lady that replaced Cuomo. The that lady regime. <laughs> go. Whatever. Yeah, I, I have no idea what her name Hold is. Hold on, right I now. gotta go. I, I can even see her face right now. Hold on. Governor of New York is Kathy Hochul. If you want Thomas Queter to go in there and BTFO Kathy Hochul on a daily basis, go to tomfor52.com, T O M F O R 52.com. And if you want to join his monthly meme contest and get some merc, merch, go to or get murked. You can go to tomfor52.com slash FTG. You're not going to get murked if you do that. And, of course, if – oh, Mudwater. Oh, well, no. But if you want to sue me for briefly bringing up Mudwater but not telling you what it is, well, I've got bad news for you because I'm going to Chris Reynolds to sue you back, schmuck. Try that again, okay? But if you want to sue someone else, then you can go to chrisreynoldslaw.com and Chris Reynolds, only in Florida – I forgot that part. If you're in Florida, you can sue people with Chris Reynolds. Hopefully because something actually happened to you. Don't just be frivolous because he's got plenty of time. He doesn't have the time to deal with that kind of nonsense. He really doesn't have the time. You can tell because he hasn't been watching recently. I know. He's been so busy suing people and getting them so much money. It's boatloads of money, this man. He doesn't even have time. He's still paying for this. He doesn't even come by to say hi anymore. He's that busy getting giant stacks of cash for people who have been wronged in ways large and small across the beautiful state of Florida, mostly in the Tampa Bay area. But if you want to have him represent you in your personal injury case, go to chrisreynoldslaw.com. okay yeah um I, I just got a text message from a number that i didn't know and then i realized when i noticed it was the third book cover uh it was probably from jack casey um oh. well it's a bit he, it's a bit late it's a bit late jack nothing <laughs> i can do now i mean you're really, live jack no, li- listen if the man is has he emailed this to us or is he just he just texted he, it so he us? he sent it to me on MeWe. 
And I have not been on MeWe in a really long time. What a, this um, guy is a real piece of work. I don't even this know guy. if the MeWe chat for Muddied Waters is still active. Um, <laughs> I'm certain that somebody in this that's watching is a member and probably knows better than me. Um, people still use MeWe? Yeah, no, I mean... Yeah. Yes, I'm certain yep. they do. Um, I'm certain. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I started watching this new show over the weekend. Mm-hmm. It's not new. Um, I, it's new to me. It's like NBC's thing. If you haven't seen it, it's new to you. Um, and uh, it's called Slasher. And I am five episodes into the first season. And uh, I I have no... There's only three episodes left. And I have no clue who the killer is. And it's annoying me. I'm, if everyone can press F in the chats for Matt not being able to figure no, out who... Normally at this point in a horror movie... So each season is like one horror movie. It's just eight hours long. Um, horror. 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 Okay. Yeah. What did, yeah. did you think I said no, I'm horror been, movie? No, I'm just being clarifying. It's horror. Okay. Yeah, horror. 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 <laughs> horror. Okay. All right, go ahead. We no, are go saying ahead. the I, same I, I, thing. No, I, I uh, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like normally at this point in a horror movie, um, <laughs> I... I already know who it is like i figured it out and this right. one like i think i know but there's three other people it definitely could be yes so, so i'm in, i'm enjoying the hell out of it and if anybody would care to do a watch party uh with me uh i'm on gonna be watching episode six later tonight so catch up quick and this is called what again this horror movie show it's a horror show, show. Horror yeah, show. Horror show. It's a called Slasher. Show? Slasher, it's, the horror show. Right. Uh, Ricky Savage says that it's corn pop, which is probably accurate. If it's corn pop, that will be quite shocking for a Canadian television show. Explain where he is. <laughs> I mean, he's a bad dude. He is a bad dude. He's a bad dude. And he ran with a bad group of bad boys there. So that's why Joe Biden had to threaten to hang a black man after calling That's, after misgendering him and calling him after Esther. misgendering him so uh speaking of, of joe biden misgendering people uh we have this uh beautiful tumbler here's an here's a we were using this photo before but now we actually have it and we're auctioning it off and the way that we're doing it is you guys are going to start bidding right now literally right now you're going to just start right bidding now. and then at the end of the show we are going to announce the winner after guilt tripping you for like a solid 10 minutes to bid more. That's just how we do it. It was like going <laughs> once. Eh? Huh? Well, we all, and, and just so, so everybody's clear, the reason that we do that is a one. Yes. Spike's right to guilt trip you. But also we are on what we are saying at this minute 
at this second, you will probably see in 30 to 45 seconds, depending on which one you're on. So we also have to true. make sure everybody <laughs> gets yes. a chance to get their final bids in. So yeah. we have to do it very slowly. And James Toller jumps out the gate with 50 bucks. 50, 50 bucks, bucks to James Toller. $50, James Toller. Boom. 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 James Toller, by the way, I want to give a quick shout out to James Toller. James Toller. Uh, is uh, he is in the he's the vice chair of the Libertarian Party of Kentucky. Uh, he and uh, and some other folks there in Kentucky uh, made a point of pointing out to me actually him and a, a lady named Melissa uh, came to my training event in Kentucky a, a couple weeks back to let me know about the Russell convalescent home and what was happening there in Russell, Kentucky. For those who've been following my social media, uh, the uh, Russell uh, Kentucky, Russell City Council uh, is using eminent domain to basically steal a convalescent home that has uh, 28 elderly, um, uh, mentally disabled people who live together as a family. Some of them have lived there for more than 20 years, and it's a private property, and they're taking it with eminent domain so that they can replace it with a parking lot and green space and a farmer's market. And we found out uh, also that the city attorney, uh, who is... uh, basically prosecuting this eminent domain case for the city. Uh, She happens to own two businesses that are right across the street that would benefit greatly from additional parking and a green space. Um, She's also one of the largest landowners in the city. Now, far be it from me to uh, even begin to imply any kind of uh, uh, untoward action or any kind of uh, corruption there. Uh, It could be an entire coincidence that she would benefit uh, financially from the fact that uh, that that this eminent domain, domain goes through and that she's the uh, the person who's been tasked with uh, pushing it through in the courts. Uh, it, it probably is a coincidence. It's pr- it almost certainly is a coincidence. I certainly don't want to imply anything else, but uh, this is a, a, a blatant uh, uh, aggression, active aggression by the city, and uh, we're fighting against it. We're actually working on some stuff that's going to be coming out very soon. I'm very excited to announce it, but I can't quite yet, uh, but we're going to be doing some really fun stuff to put, a, put an end to that eminent domain action. We're just getting started. Uh, raising awareness was step one. Step two, so exciting, can't wait to tell you. Anyway, uh, so now we are at $51, really? Yeah, can we... we are not the type of people who like to make rules and regulations, obviously. We have a very Christmassy themed show going on with the green and the red, by the way. Just noticing. Oh, wow. um, yeah. We're like little um, summer Christmas elves. Right. <laughs> Are we not in autumn yet? Are we still in summer? Okay. No, it's um, literally um, summer. Yeah, it's still summer. Is it still summer? Okay. Yeah, it's summer um, till the 22nd. But uh, <laughs> if we can keep the bids to the $5 increments unless of course you're hitting the magical numbers of 69 and 420 69 we understand those but out out, outside of that if we can keep it to that it would be just wonderful be incredibly helpful thank you it would it would so fifty dollars is the current bid we're just gonna ignore no 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 uh seventy dollars is the current bid Uh, oh did it go to seventy Janice McKenzie is is uh, out out the gate, out with, the gate. Uh, yeah. Um, All right, seventy bucks. So we're getting asked questions, and just to let you know, we will be doing um uh we will be doing the seventy one is doesn't count. Mm-mm. Bootleg. 
Um, Sorry. 75, 75 James Stoller, from yeah, James 75. Stoller. Okay, and then 70... Okay. Anyway, so we're going to... Uh, now, we know we're at 75. We actually got two bids for 75. One's from James Toller. One's from BDS Guru. But James's came in first. So we're, we're honoring uh, James's so far. Um, so today's going to be... Uh, because th- these last couple episodes have just been... There hasn't been a tremendous amount of good news. And it's just been really, really bad. And so we don't want this to become the muddied waters of horror uh, weekly episode. And so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to, we are going to talk about a couple things that happen. um, But then we're also going to do the Chris Reynolds call-in, anchor call-in moment brought to you by Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Um, and then we're also going to just do ask us anything. You can you can put questions in the chat, and we'll be happy to answer them. Um, and just like we're gonna just try to like have like a, a re- plus we're doing the auction. We're just doing it's gonna be kind of a reset episode where we aren't like telling you everyone knows about the terrible things that have been happening. Like everyone knows, so you know that so, is uh, there's plenty. for Go anybody. Ahead. I think everybody I think everybody watching for the most part uh was here last week. Um for anybody who didn't see last week's episode, last week's episode was quite literally the most difficult episode I have ever done. Yep. Yep. And it's not even close. Like that was the most difficult episode I have ever done. And um it that was an emotional week for me mainly because of what we were going to be talking about leading Yep. yep. From from the day after two weeks ago, all the way up to the point where we were talking about it, it was a really emotional uh, week. Uh, and strictly because I knew what we were going to be talking about and how difficult it was going to be to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was doing the notes for this week, I texted Spike and I said, hey, we're doing an AMA. Uh, I'll do a uh, I'll do a rapid fire segment, but uh, we're going to do an AMA because I don't want to talk about bad stuff so we are here we're going to answer questions uh we do have a rapid fire segment that yep we do this was what kind news. of aided <laughs> this is what aided in me saying no we're doing ama no no i i agree with you that that was a rough episode and the one that before was... that wasn't that and then after seeing the news this week it's like really mm-hmm. so no this episode we are going to have a little bit more fun uh, we do have some good news uh jim turney who is uh, one of the city council members of Altamont Springs, uh, Florida. He uh, is the former chair of the Libertarian Party. And under his guidance and leadership, Altamont Springs is the only major metro area in the country that has no debt. That is what libertarian governance looks like. Now, Jim Turney's running for re-election, and he did have an opponent, but that opponent dropped out. And no one else uh, filed uh, in time to run against him. So Jim Turney is going to be running unopposed. He is still campaigning as someone who has an opponent just to drive home the fact that he's not taking it for granted. But Jim Turney will continue to serve on another term in Altamont Springs, Florida. Boom, boom, boom. Altamont Springs is looking better and better every day. I I love Jim. Jim is a great, he is a great human. Yeah. Just a fantastic guy. Yeah, he's a so, fantastic, fantastic guy. So we are now at eighty dollars. Well, no, actually, so uh, Adam, we're at ninety. Oh, we're at ninety. Yeah, we're at ninety. We're at 90. With BDSM Guru is at ninety. Um, 
and that's where we're at right now. Okay, so let's uh, let's go through uh, some of our stuff here. Um, we are we, we started the auction, and we're going to uh, talk about a couple things that happened here on the Mudwater Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment, brought to you by Mudwater, the most appropriately named sponsor of Muddy Waters Media ever, because it's literally called Mudwater. Um, it is a coffee alternative. Uh, if you woke up today and said, my God, if I never have another cup of coffee again in my life, it'll be too soon. Uh, well, then we have some great news for you, because this stuff is definitely not coffee. It's pretty much everything except for coffee. It's a uh, masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, not those kind, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else. Uh, and if you would like to try this delicious blend, it's, I, listen, it tastes like what you think those things would taste like together. Okay? <laughs> like if you, but it's not if bad you just, if you add honey. Just visualize those ingredients and think, hmm, that's a palate cleanser there. This is, so what that is, is something you're going to want to put some honey on. Yeah, you're going to want to put some honey in you're it. You're definitely going to want to put... No, we put some honey on it, and it's like, oh, okay, this is actually not too bad. And again, I'm also someone... I don't like the taste of coffee. I know you freaks out there that like coffee. You know, it is what... Maybe you'll like this. I don't know, because you've you got weird taste buds that like things that taste terrible. Um, but this, put some honey on it, and it has one-seventh of the caffeine of coffee. Just enough to wake you up and get you like me, but not enough to have you all freaking out like me. So I had the, three uh, cups of coffee and a bang today. How are you? <laughs> I, this is me. I'm just naturally this worked up. I sw- okay, just to put this mud water. Like, here's a testimonial for mud water. I take mud water every day. Do you know what I did today? I walked 400 yards in uh, anywhere from uh, uh, waist to shoulder deep water where the tide was going in the opposite direction. That's how much energy I get from mud water. It's actually just I'm wound up and have to do things because I'm naturally high energy. But the um, so that's mud water. So get it. Go to if you want to try this out and be like me. You want to be like Spike? You want to be like Spike? No one even knew who the hell I was two years ago. Now look at me <laughs> because of mud water. If you want to do it. <laughs> That's, that's almost a true statement. It's almost true. If you want to be similar to me, I can't say you'd be like me, but you could be wired like me. The uh, Then go to muddywatersmedia.com slash mud and purchase some today. Matt? Um, so apparently this has changed since uh, I wrote this, but we're still going to report it. Uh, yes. A woman in Chicago, in Cook County, Chicago, famous for... Uh, murder murder yep um (laughs) a woman in chicago appeared in a zoom hearing with her ex-husband to discuss uh custody of their 11 year old son and the cook county judge james shapiro no relation uh asked her about her vaccination status uh rebecca furlitt i'm gonna just guess that's how you say that name furlitt Sure. Uh, Told the judge she did not receive the vaccine because of adverse reactions she has had to vaccines in the past and her doctor advised against it. Going to repeat that. Yeah. Her doctor advised against it. Yes. So James Shapiro, no relation, uh, ordered her to be stripped of her parental rights uh, to visit her son until she had been vaccinated. 
against her doctor's orders. Against her doctor's orders. Now, she has been, at the time of writing this, she has been speaking with her son on the phone and through video calls, uh, hasn't visited, hadn't visited in person uh, for over two weeks in compliance with the judge's orders. And she was understandably heartbroken by this entire situation uh, because it wasn't her ex-husband knew that <clears throat> her ex-husband knew that she hadn't been vaccinated. He wasn't the one that brought this up. Uh, no. Shapiro just said, have you been vaccinated? And she, instead no, of ahead. saying, I don't believe that's any of your business, uh, she said, well, no, because my doctor told me I shouldn't because I've had adverse reactions to vaccines in the past. And he went, well, you're now you're losing your son. And this hearing had nothing to do with custody, by the way. It just out of nowhere, and both sides, both the the father's attorney it, and the mother's attorney. I read. I read that it was about custody. Oh, I read that it wasn't. At, at any rate, out of nowhere, the judge says, "Are you vaccinated?" And she says, "No," because of the the um, the uh, uh, because of the doctor's orders and the adverse reactions she's had to previous vaccines. Um, and and he goes and pulls this thing. Now, the good news is. Breaking news. We need to get like a breaking news like where it comes across. We, we, like, we have one. You just haven't downloaded it. Oh. Wait. Wait, wait. <laughs> I think I think it's in there. I made one. I, I wanna do a thing. In the show notes. Well you would you you would have to um you would have to key it out, which you can't do live. Oh crap. <laughs> breaking news uh the judge has reversed his decision and uh she will now uh mrs furlet uh will now be able to uh have the the shared custody has been resumed as previous as it was previously um probably because a bunch of people got pissed off at james shapiro no relation no relation now speaking uh, of someone who needs custody Pete Ducey, who is related to Steve Ducey. Relation. There's relation. Relation. There's relation. Um, and Joe Biden had an exchange last week. Uh, and that is one of the most telling moments of Joe Biden's presidency so far. Uh, for anybody who has children, you will recognize this body language so incredibly easily. Mr. President, there had not been a U.S. service member killed in combat in Afghanistan since February of 2020. You set a deadline, you pulled troops out, you sent troops back in, and now 12 Marines are dead. You said the buck stops with you. Do you bear any responsibility for the way that things have unfolded in the last two weeks? I bear responsibility for fundamentally all that's happened of late. But here's the deal. You know, I wish you'd one day say these things. You know, as well as I do, that a former president made a deal with the Taliban that he would get all American forces out of Afghanistan by May 1. In return, the commitment was made, and that was a year before. In return, he was given a commitment that the Taliban 
would continue to attack others, but would not attack any American forces. Remember that? I'm, I'm being serious. Uh, no, I, I'm asking you a question. Be, uh, because before... Here it comes. No, 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 wait a minute. I'm asking you a question. Is that, is that accurate, the best of you or not? What? So anybody who has children will understand what you're looking at there. That is a person who doesn't want to answer a question and is just shutting down, re- receding into their body. And no, just I am not going. I am not here. And it was in that moment that Joe Biden wished he could move back to Scranton and open a paper company. Um <clears throat> So I just want to go back to this. Real Mr. Quick. President, there had what, not hold, been hold a U.S. Just, service. What is he holding? Uh, it looks like a like a notebook, like a, oh, a leather okay, bound okay, notebook okay. with the gold tabs. He just, he just kisses the notebook. Oh, that's what it is. He's sniffing the notebook. He's not. It, right, well, yeah, that's where. He, for comfort. He, he has a lock of a child's hair in there to like give him he's, energy. He's overwhelmed. He's a. Right. His security blanket is right. Um, Now, yeah. uh, Yes. Joe Biden is not wrong in what he said there. Trump did make a deal with which Joe Biden oddly calls the Taliban or Taliban as opposed to the Taliban. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) Trump did make that deal. He said, don't attack any Americans. And for the most part, that was something that happened um joe biden did not respect the deal and that that is why suddenly he is now in trouble for uh americans dying he literally just said you know the last president struck a deal that we'd leave by may we didn't we didn't and meanwhile from what we can tell it wasn't the taliban it was isk which is a group that the U.S. government has been arming in Afghanistan. Again, not necessarily Joe Biden's fault, although he has, I mean, he's been every bit a part of this issue for years now. It's not like he's coming in fresh. Like, he's been in the Senate for, you know, 40 years or something like that, Uh, was the head of the Foreign Relations Committee, um, was uh, uh, vice president for eight years. It's not, yeah, and he was removed. He wasn't in office for four years. It's not as though all of this was happening absent any involvement or knowledge from him. He knows what's going on. Um, and it just kind of underscores that this was always going to happen regardless. But right. uh, now, yeah, no, he, he did kind of like, I, just, I do like the theory that he was sniffing a, a lock of child hair <laughs> for comfort and strength. Now, Jay Adam Weggs says that no matter what action anyone took on Afghanistan, there is no right answer. It was a no win situation made worse by two decades of incompetence and ended by dementia. Yes, that is 100 percent accurate. Now, what you could have done, what somebody could have done that, yes, the end result would have been basically the same, but there would have been many less lives lost is you could have evacuated the people who helped us out and the military and all Americans that were in Afghanistan um, before pulling out most of the military and saying that you were leaving in order to allow this to happen. Yep. And they've now left behind hundreds of American citizens and thousands of Afghan allies and are hoping to be able to use diplomatic engagement to get them out. 
Why? Because the Taliban wants to prove that they are going to be respectful on the world stage, according to Jen Psaki. That's why the Taliban should want to do that. But that makes no sense that the U.S. is relying on the goodwill of the Taliban. <laughs> a year and a no, half we they've known we were pulling out. Um, <laughs> uh, Eskimo asked what the latest bid is, and the latest one that I saw was $110, $110 from Janice McKenzie. No, uh, the highest bid right now is from the Cajun Libertarian. He has bid $85 billion in top-grade military equipment. Oh, well, in that case. So, um, <laughs> good luck, bid. everybody. The second highest bid is $110 for $110. Um, right now, I'm going to hold him to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, we're definitely – I want $85 billion. By the way, Cajun uh, – uh, our best wishes to you and everyone in the in the area affected by um, by Hurricane Ida that's coming through. How are you doing? Like, how is everything? Let us know how it is. Hopefully, you're doing well because you owe us eighty five billion dollars now, or eighty five billion worth of top grade military equipment. It's up to you, really. Right. Honestly. Um. So yeah, so that happened. So speaking of terrible things, terrible things. The CDC, speaking of a lot of weapons. Oh, yeah. Yes. The CDC, uh, fresh off a uh, defeat by the Supreme Court on the eviction moratorium that I personally think they're going to ignore because they keep ignoring the Supreme Court and just doing whatever the hell they want anyway, uh, has now vowed to establish gun violence as an urgent public health crisis, proving that every single conspiracy theory ends up being prologue and ends up being what they do. Because what have we been saying? The next thing they're going to do is gun violence and climate change. And it was like, no, I'd never do that. This is about a pandemic. we got to give them power for a pandemic. What are you going to do about the pandemic? Now look, Matt? Yep. Uh, Walensky, Dr. Rochelle Walensky said, generally the word gun, for those who are worried about research in this area, is followed by the word control. And that's not what I want to do here. Wait, this gets better later. Don't worry. Uh, I'm not here about gun control. I'm here about preventing gun violence and gun death. Oh, wow. Well, that's good. So promising. And then she said, something has to be done about this. Now is the time. It's pedal to the metal time. But not with gun I'm not control. sure. But not with gun control. We're, we're just going to try to get rid of gun violence and gun death. But no gun control. Um, now, many of you may recall that we reported on uh, back in April, uh, President Biden said the country was facing a gun violence public health epidemic, but the CDC has not yet said how it plans to address the ep epidemic. Um, and then Walensky went on to say, I swore to the president and to this country that I would protect your health. This is one of those moments, one of those issues that is harming America's health. Now, they have they're saying that the money now for anybody out there who's like, oh, this is because Democrats, blah, 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 Joe Biden, blah. No, mm -hmm. you would be wrong. Um, yeah. Back in 1996 or 97, um, the. United States government, the United States government stopped funding uh, gun research by the CDC, who was president then, Bill Clinton. Um, it was a Republican Congress, but Bill Clinton was president and he signed Bill off Clinton on was it. President. 
So, when do you? When would you guess? When would you guess that the CDC started getting funding to research gun violence? I have a guess. Yes, Spike. Hi, hi, longtime listener, first time guesser. Um, I'm gonna guess that it happened, and I forget the name, but it's the previous administration to the Biden administration. That would be correct. It would have oh, happened. Wow. Yeah, it would have happened in 2017. Hmm. Which let me check. Let me check my map. That was a that Republican up. Congress. Who was president? In a Republican States. president. Donald Trump. Let me look at Donald. Donald J. Donald J. Trump. Uh, let's see here. Donald J. Trump. Uh, served as the 45th president as oh my god he was a republican with a republican congress at the time uh because they had control that can't be i was told that the republican party is the party of god guns and a a third thing that i forget (laughs) but guns was in there Guns was the, yeah, God and guns. The third thing must have been uh, lies. So, <laughs> right, because they're not really big fans of either. Um, so, before anybody's saying, oh, this is because Biden, blah, 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 no, technically this is because of Trump. Joe Biden is the one that made the call saying that gun violence is a public epidemic um, or a public health epidemic. And that is what Walensky is going off of. However, it was because of Trump giving that funding that's making this possible. Now, she is saying that they're going to be using that funding in order to help uh, bolster uh, suicide prevention causes and uh, call in lines and things like that. Spike, you have another question? Yeah, I saw your no, uh, someone just said all the best husbands are... Ryan Bedford just said all the best husbands are left-handed, and I instinctively raised my left hand. Sorry, I got distracted by people saying very hard truths. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> so... That's what they're saying that this money is going to be used for. However, after two years, year and a half, after a year and a half of lockdowns, them uh, doing the eviction moratoriums, uh, them helping shut down businesses and doing absolutely everything in their power, pushing pushing vaccine uh, mandates, pushing vaccine passports, pushing everything they can to destroy personal liberties. It will not surprise me if they attempt to use the CDC and this claim that it is a public health epidemic to um, get rid of guns in a very back channel kind of way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or at the very least, greatly restrict them for health reasons. I mean, can you not picture Anthony Fauci out here going, guns are bad. You got if you're doing guns, you got to they're going to kill people. You got to get rid of the guns. It's important to put masks on your guns. And that that's like that's I mean, that's coming like the this thing that has been created in the last year, this cult of Fauciism, this uh, this entire idea of your personal freedoms are violating the health of everyone around you. It's not just that you're being selfish, you're murdering everyone. That's not going to stop with COVID. 
It's not going to stop with disease. It's going to be used for everything now. This is the new normal. The new normal is if you disagree with the corporate media status quo on everything, you are a murderer. You are murdering people and you're hurting Dr. Fauci's feelings. And frankly, you're a scumbag for either of those reasons and both. That that's yes. what the new the, the new normal is. If Anthony Fauci and Joe Biden and whoever the CDC, which has become this this new uh, high priesthood, uh, says that something is bad, then you're bad if you like it or if you're if you're not against if you're against, you know, using whatever actions they say need to be taken on anything at any time for any reason, even when it contradicts what they literally just said days or, or hours before you're bad, you're a murderer, you're responsible for deaths. Right. And yeah, the, the canonization of the CDC and Dr. Fauci um, has been a, like, it's been apparent since this entire thing has started. Uh, there have been multiple people. We all remember Cuomo sexuals, right? before oh god yeah before this happened and everybody was like yeah. oh i'm totally a cuomo sexual like jimmy yeah. fallon or and, uh i don't know if fallon sick. said it but i know i know colbert said it and um some other talk show hosts that i don't watch um they all said yourself it. saying cuomo sexual then please delete me from your life and my life and everyone else's fair life. Just delete and, unless we are referencing it in this sort no, of context. if you unironically refer to yourself as a cuomo sexual then i I have, I have right. nothing for you. But the but the cult of Fauci is a much deeper, stronger, and more oh, rabid yeah. cult than the cult of Cuomo ever oh, was. Yeah. Oh, easily. And that is why they they don't care about the gain of function research. Nope. They don't care about the funding. They don't care that he has never once even tried to look for a treatment and just kept going vaccine, 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 vaccine. Yeah. And none of that means anything to them. None of that means anything. And so I found something out this week, um, which isn't in the notes, but we're going to talk about it anyway. The head of Pfizer, the CEO of Pfizer. Do you know who he is? You don't have to look uh, it up. Right now. Of course I know who it is. It's <laughs> Albert Borla. CEO of Pfizer? CEO of Pfizer, Albert Borla. Who do you have? I thought it was Gottlieb. Could have sworn it was Pfizer. Oh, uh, he's the direct director? I thought he was the, the CEO. Director. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So the director of Pfizer, Scott Gottlieb. Guess what his job was before this? That I know. He was with the FDA. He was with the he was the head of the FDA. Yeah. Do you know what his job was before the head of the FDA? Uh, was it with the CDC? No, it wasn't with the CDC. Um, he was on the board of GlaxoKleinSmith. Now, when he was on the board of GlaxoKleinSmith, uh, GlaxoKleinSmith made a synthetic metragenine speciosa. Metragenine speciosa. Synthetic metragenine speciosa, which is kratom. While he was with the FDA, 
he put Kratom on the Schedule One drug oh, this list. This is that guy. This is that guy. Oh, for God's sake! So then he left the FDA, and he got a job at Pfizer, where Pfizer ended up getting CDC approval on a vaccine vaccine that works. 66% of the time right now, and that number is dropping daily. GlaxoSmithKline, not KleinSmith, my, my apologies. Yeah, GlaxoSmith. Um, I, I was, as you were saying it, I'm like, is that SmithKline or KleinSmith? But it wasn't. I think it was pretty obvious who, uh, who, who, who right. you meant there. So this is the... So, and see, normally, when people are able to think about things rationally, this is something that would make them go, oh my gosh, that's terrible, this is cronyism. But right now, if you bring this up to a lot of people, uh, they'll be like, but it's a, we'll figure that out later, we all gotta save our lives, and your grandma's gonna die if you don't get vaccinated. Like, it's, it's, no one can have a real conversation about this. And, and no. yes, the, the vaccine likelihood, the, the ability for it to... Um, to stop and slow the, the stop you from getting it or spreading it has been consistently dropping. Um, it's it's approaching. It will soon approach with a couple more variants. It'll be in flu shot territory where you got about a 50-50 shot of whether you're going to get it or not. At, in which case, it just becomes something that is likely to keep you from getting sick, like really sick, and from getting like having ending up hospitalized or something like that. Which is great. It's That's a, good that that it's exists. a flu shot. It's a flu shot for covid it's, it's a, COVID a flu shot. shot it's a covid shot it's 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 it is not a it is not a it's not going to stop the pandemic at best it will keep you from getting very sick which is important and if that's something that's concerning to you if you look at the statistics and you go yeah i'm older or i'm obese or i have comorbidities and i'm one of the the people that you know aren't you know 0.001% likely to die from it like most people under the age of 50 or or under the age of 40 um who are in that that you know 0.01 to point or the 0.1 to 0.01 percentile range uh okay great then then you know you should probably get it and, and anyone who feels like they'll be safer by getting it you should get it but this is not if this thing were what they claimed it was where you're not going to get it you're not going to spread it and we can finally end this pandemic they wouldn't need to be threatening anything 80 90 percent of the country would be going out getting it at least at least 70 80 percent would be going out and getting it without any kind of pressure or coercion or or threats or or rewards or lotteries or any any of that stuff it would just be oh okay i'm not going to get it i'm not going to spread it I'm not... people are listening and hearing about this vaccine and, and that's why a large number of people aren't getting it and, and even more people who have gotten it are against it being mandated because it's not as clear cut as they're trying to say it is. And this is all built. This is not a built around science. This is built around a cult that they have started. Yes. And it, it is the cult of Fauci and the CDC. And a lot, a lot of the vitriol that's going back and forth about, <clears throat> about this vaccine. I just want to like, so there's, there's a lot of thing, negative things being spewed back and forth from either side. However, I personally have not seen anybody say, I hope that you have negative reactions from the vaccine. 
I have seen a lot of people, mm. even libertarians in New York, um, who said that who said that uh, they hope that the unvaccinated die. Yep, because they care about public health. Right. Yeah. Because they care they about public die. health. Yeah, so. While a lot of the uh, discussion about it isn't so much a discussion and it is truly ripping families apart um, that I have witnessed uh, just families ripped apart uh, because some people are getting vaccines and other people aren't. And they're saying, if you don't do this, we're probably never going to see you again. And it's well, all right. Um, (laughs) Well, sorry. (laughs) That's one less Christmas gift I have to get. Um, but it has it has ripped everybody apart and the truly the honest thing that the 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 honestly the best thing that anybody can say here is if i were to ask spike if he got the vaccine and he said no and even without getting his giving his response of because i have ms or whatever right, right, right. um because i have ms and i'm afraid or of whatever. what reaction whatever um because <laughs> i'm afraid of what reactions i'm gonna have from it whatever uh i would be like cool that makes sense and then he would say did you get the vaccine and i would say yeah i got the vaccine because i didn't want covid and he would go cool and that cool. that's the end of that discussion literally for people that are are like emotionally balanced right now right that's the that is the legitimate discussion to have there no i didn't get it okay and yeah, even if, okay, okay so even if i'm like all right well then i'm gonna i'm gonna have to with people that aren't vaccinated i will have to you know stay six feet away or i'll 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 have to wear a mask around them or i'll ask them to wear a mask okay great that then you'd say oh okay well in that case you know if we get together i'll have to keep six feet from you or whatever okay and, and then but my my response because matt's the vaccinated one i'm the unvaccinated one here i'd say okay well that also makes sense if that's something you want to do that's fine this is how normal people who are well adjusted and are able to allow other people to do things uh, uh react to each other even if we have a pin and i might say you know what i think that's a bit unreasonable but i can say that and then still let you do your thing as opposed to going right. you're a murderer I think we should just stop calling each other. You know who the real murderers are? Murderers. Murderers. People who commit murder. They're so the we, real murderers we, here. We talked about this a couple, of, maybe a couple of years ago now. I don't know. We've been doing this a while. Um, yes. Where we said, like, everybody was a Nazi. Everybody's called a Nazi. And yes. it still happens today. Um, and you were literally degrading that word in meaning so much that eventually it's not going to mean anything. And when people talk about the Nazis, people are just going to like wave it off. When you sit there and you tell grandpa that he's a murderer because he doesn't want to get the vaccine because he's 80 years old and he doesn't know what it's going to do to him, but he feels that he can handle a cold. Um, and you're not going to change his mind on that. And you're like, you're a murderer. Like you're really just That's downplaying. definitely not going to change his mind. Right. You're, you're downplaying what a murderer is. And it, you are making it where the guy who goes out and he shoots a bunch of people on this 
streets of Cook County on Saturday night for a good time. Uh, You are equating him to the 80-year-old who has cancer and doesn't want to get the vaccine. (laughs) You're going up to the guy who just committed murder and saying, you know who you're just like? My gramps. (laughs) My gramps, he wouldn't get the vaccine shot. And so... You guys are basically the same. Because you guys are pretty much the same. Like you just like emptying your magazine into a bunch of strangers is pretty much the same as my grandpa. So Because he didn't get the vaccine. He didn't get a vaccine, yeah. <laughs> Essentially the same thing. Same so, thing. That makes you feel same. any better. <laughs> and then that guy pulls out a gun and shoots you. Yeah, and then that guy kills you because he's he's wasn't really listening. Um so <laughs> couple of uh, lessons here number one super fan sarah Anderegg. that is a brilliant comment but we can't say it because Dahmer jokes get you kicked off of facebook yeah yep so we're just not gonna say it she is the yeah, we're not gonna say stuff <laughs> i can't believe sarah that those Anderegg. are the ones that get us kicked off i know she always <laughs> says the stuff that get either her or us or both of us kicked off so just uh real quick uh drop in we are at um <clears throat> i think we're did we did we get um, an update yeah, I think we're at 100. I think it's still, let me see. 110. I think we're still at 110. Uh, no, uh, Adam Wegg's bid, uh, uh, bid uh, 2017. <laughs> well, he's in, he, he's in second now, but uh, second. third place is 110. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're still at, uh, uh, Janice is still... Uh, at 110, if anyone wants to knock Janice off and get this sweet, sweet Waffle House Caucus Tumblr. A sweet by, Waffle House Caucus Tumblr. By Spike Cohen and M.R. Wright. Mr. Wright. Huh? Huh? <laughs> so, uh, the, um, I mean, he's literally it's true. Mr. Wright. It's true. Ask Sarah. Wow. Uh, 115 Foster. from Sheila Foster. From Sheila Foster. Uh, 115. So, uh, let me talk a little bit about this tumbler. Uh, this tumbler will keep your colds cold for uh, what? Fourteen hours? No, twelve hours and up 12 to twelve hours. hours. And uh, the um, the it'll keep your hot hot for up to ten hours. And it is very very high quality. It's made from the finest tumbler material that is allowed in America. Uh, this is made by Defy the Power. Um, and uh, is great. We're actually sharing their revenue with Defy the Power because they are fantastic people and they do great work. Uh, this has been custom made in all ways. They've literally lovingly crafted it. You remember, do you remember that scene from Ghost where they're making the uh, pottery the, scene? They're making the pottery. That was that's John and Susan. They're there. They're making it. They're holding do, each doing other, the doing the Patrick Swayze and Demi did, Moore. Yeah, but they didn't get they they they. Waited until this was finished before they got distracted. They made sure we got this other one. It's a little lopsided because they, they, you know, it's (laughs) happened. But this one was very, very well made, and we're very happy for that. We're up to 120 by BDSM Guru. 120 by BDSM Guru. So continue your bidding. We will be doing that on the end. Are there tariffs on the Tumblr? No, there are no tariffs. Tariffs or taxes on consumers. We don't do that. Um, Sarah Anderig says she loves Defy the Power stuff. She has two cups from them and two for her kids. Can confirm. Can confirm. And the tumblers collect. Um, 135 from Jimmy Lee. Oh, wow. What, Jimmy Lee. Jimmy Lee. 
Jimmy and Jimmy Lee. That's awesome. So we are now going to go into the. Where is it? The personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment where you can uh, call in. You can go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters and you can leave us some little messages. You can leave us little messages, nice little messages, and then we'll 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 answer the, your little messages with our little answers. Um, and, the bit, the uh, bit is up to have... one. The bit is up to one sixty now. Um, <clears throat> the bit is up to one sixty now. Wow, uh, I want to let you know before you get in there. Uh, I left the two messages from Midwest guy in because of the audio issues from last week. Yeah. So yeah. okay. So that way he could, he could have his moment. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad. I was hoping that we would do that, so that's perfect. So we're going to be playing these, uh, but when you go, now or in the future, to anchor.fm slash muddywaters, you don't only have to leave messages. No, no, no. You can also give us money. You can press the donate bonnet button and give money to us. Now, you don't have to give us money for us to uh, play your questions or answer them, but we will like you more. And real quick, for everybody out there watching, would you prefer for us to do a Patreon system where you might get exclusive content if you give donations and money? Or or do you like the Anchor system where you don't get exclusive content, but you continue to pay us for the wonderful entertainment that we already give you? Do you want us to do more work or do you want us to do the same amount? Do you want us to do the status quo where you give us money and get this? Or would you prefer for my eating live sessions to be just for patrons? Just for patrons. Spike Cohen eats greens. We would do all of our auctions only for the patrons. The patrons can give us more money. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea for many reasons. Um, so we're going to play. So the first two we're going to do are from Midwest Guy. And they're actually from last uh, week. But we weren't able to do that because I was in Alabama. And Matt's computer hates him. Um, uh, so here is sure. the first one from Midwest Guy. Hey, Spike and Matt. Nice to talk to you again. I don't think I really need much of an introduction here, but I'll do it anyway. I'm the Midwest guy. Which... I love this guy. I just want to break. I do too. Second. This guy's accent is just—I thought it was fake, but it's that. It's like this is the most. It's Midwest so real. Guy. It's fake. Jacob Labelle, who literally lives in Minnesota, is like this accent's fake, and people who live in Minnesota saying that someone else's accent doesn't sound real. It, you, you know, it's it's pretty intense. <laughs> Thanks for playing my, my messages last week, and uh, hopefully you play this one still, even though I caused so much controversy. I, I really just wanted to call to say that I'm sorry about all the controversy I started, you know, in the comments, and, oh, does this guy exist? Is this a real person? And, uh, well, here's some news for you guys. I am, okay? I, I really do exist, <laughs> and, uh, you know, people really do talk like me, and you know, I think it really just goes to show who the conspiracy theorists are here in the comments, uh, you know, plenty of them <laughs> showing through there, so... But uh, I just I just had to real quick also give a shout out to my my favorite non-podcasting author, uh, Mr. Jack Casey, for uh, calling me a beautifully accented Midwestern fellow, and that is a ban for all you guys who 
don't really spell too well. Uh, so thank you very much for that. And uh, my next my next message, I got a big question, so I'll be talking fast. So try to listen close, okay? Okay. 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 Okay, so we all know oh, yeah. that the government in America changes over time, right? We elect different people into power, and they come into power and out of power and, and whatnot. So my big question is, are we responsible then for fixing the mistakes of the previous governments? Why or why not? As libertarians, you know, we, we would obviously never go to Afghanistan. But if we took office right now, are we responsible for correcting, you know, that wrong that, uh, that they've done there? And uh, so more specifically, like, do we owe it to the people of, Af of the people there seeking refugee uh, to use the government power to help them find it or like you know like in the US or in Guam or, or wherever else and uh, or if we're exempt from the responsibility then should we just leave them there to find their own solution and then how can we best use the non-aggression principle to decide what to do here and of course the, you know the big question is like are we responsible for righting the wrongs of the past governments and, and why do you want to take that first or you want so, to yeah I'm glad I got through that so fast thanks for, uh, <laughs> for answering I thought that was done I thought that was done too. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, yes, as, as as Joe Biden has been saying, you know, the buck stops with him. And even though he will say, "I've said the buck stops with me," but you have to remember the former president made the deal that the and then he blames Trump for everything, even though he's saying that the buck stops with him. That's what the deal is. Like when when you take over. The buck is going to stop with you, even as you're righting the wrongs. And if anything goes wrong, they are going to blame it on you uh, with with uh, like with Biden. He is going to be remembered for the Afghanistan pullout. Yeah, that would be a really great joke if everybody knew who this person was. But since you don't, I can't make that joke. Um, but uh, he would. <laughs> Pull out game weaker than Josh Smith. Um, wow. But. Uh, wow. But. Yeah, so he's going to be remembered for that, just as any libertarian president would be remembered for it if they were to do the exact same thing. Now, I would like to think that any libertarian president or anybody that was in charge that was a libertarian would have come up with the plan to get all of the refugees over to Guam before they started all of this so that you wouldn't have this issue. And then you would get all of the Americans, like the, uh, the, the contractors and the Americans who are there on vacation um, for whatever reason, you would get and them the all embassy out. workers. They've literally the left embassy workers there. Right. The embassy workers, uh, you would get them all out. And then after all of them are out, as well as the service dogs, Joe Biden, as well as the service dogs. Yep. That is when you pull the military. Right. And once you've done that would be the order you would be doing things. You would be getting out the refugees and those that helped us. And then you would be getting out uh, all of the Americans who were there. Uh, the contractors and the embassy workers and the people who were there on vacation for whatever reason um, and their families, you got to get them all. You can't say that because their families are there, uh, they're choosing not to leave that that makes no sense. And then once all of them are out, that's when you pull the military, you don't pull the military out and then say, well, I had a deadline, so I had to do it. Well, 
there were steps leading up to that that you were supposed to for take months for months this could months happen. yeah well yeah so everything matt just said about afghanistan is 100 percent correct how it should have been handled even if you inherited the mess of the last 20 years which again joe biden is not exempt from even that he was one of the people that voted for the authorization of use of military force he was one of the main uh champions for the continuation and expansion of the of the afghan war he was involved in the senate uh, um uh, senate uh foreign affairs committee um he was then vice president for eight years like this is not he didn't just show up like oh my gosh look at this war what the hell happened like he's been a part of it for quite some time even more so than trump was prior to his presidency but even if he wasn't, even if he was, even if he was just a, a bystander, he signed up to be president. He he ran a race to be president. He asked everyone to vote for him to be president, which means he's responsible for dealing with the stuff that happens with that job. Same thing's true for us. If Joe and I had actually gotten elected, we asked to be president and vice president. We would have to do what that job is. It wouldn't be like we go, oh my gosh, I didn't. Thank God. Why should I have to do this? I inherited all that. You asked to do this. No one has ever been forced to be president that we know of. Um, maybe there has been I mean, the Manchurian candidate type of thing. But for as far as I'm not, will, I'm not willing to say that the one we currently have isn't being forced to be there. That's fair. That's actually fair. Which would explain why he was just tumbling into his his. Like, I don't even want to be. Here. I don't even want to do this. I'm 78 so, years old. I want to retire. I want to lie down right now. And Which, by the way, I feel all of that. I feel that feel that like I just want to like crumble. That I know that feeling. Then that's yeah. And you know, it's good to see that Joe Biden can take a nap when he needs to, like when he's talking just to the Israeli time. prime minister. No, it's good. It's good. It's good for his mental health. So, so ultimately, yeah, no, whoever gets in there is responsible for dealing with it. Now, with that said, by a matter of pure serendipity, I'm sure, libertarianism and non-aggression is exactly the way to fix all of the problems that are being created. So this is a, a, a you know, many people will fall into the trap of going, well, yeah, non-aggression would be great ideally, but we have to deal with the government we have now. So if we get in, what are we going to do about this or that? Well, what we're going to do about this or that is first we're going to see how the centralization of power and bad central planning led to that thing happening. And then we begin undoing it by dismantling that centralized power and putting the power back in the hands of the people to be able to voluntarily figure out their own thing. So with Afghanistan, how does that look? You go in, you realize that most of the groups here, uh, ISK, the Haqqani Network, and the rest of them have been funded by the CIA and getting money from the CIA and State Department and Pentagon and getting uh, weapons from the De Defense Department. So stop doing that. Stop literally arming the enemy, which last time I checked was treason. Then go and investigate everyone who's been doing that for the past 20 plus years and arrest and prosecute them to the fullest extent of the U.S. Code of Laws. And yes, that could potentially include execution for treason. Do that, okay? Then from there, as you're doing that, get the civilians out of there. And then get the military out of there. All the while keeping an open dialogue of communication with the Taliban, who is inevitably going to be the new government of Afghanistan, and say, look, we are trying to get people out in an orderly fashion. We will get out as soon as we can. We are going to try to keep with this May deadline. Don't attack us. 
we are not going to be arming your enemies anymore because ISK is also an enemy of the Taliban, which is why they were being armed. It's that typical CIA nonsense of arm this person, arm this person, arm this person, arm this person. Certainly they won't all come and attack us at some point. But let them know we're not doing that anymore, that we're not arming the, their their erstwhile enemies and opponents in the region, and that we're leaving, and that we want to try to leave as peaceably as possible. And then you do that, and you get the Afghan allies. You know, Matt talked about Guam. The governor of Guam said, hey, remember that time when you brought all those people from Vietnam here and gave it, they had time to be processed here in, in Guam before you brought them to the U.S.? Why don't you do that again? The Biden administration ignored him. Oh, and the Trump administration ignored them too. So why not do that? Why not just bring them all over there, process them as needed? If someone turns out to be a secret Taliban terrorist, send them back to Afghanistan. If they turn out the mostly, almost all of them be people that are legitimate refugees and asylum seekers, then now you can bring them to the U.S. They're far away from the Taliban and ISK. They're not under any immediate danger or threat. They can be processed and then brought here. That's libertarianism. Libertarianism applied to a situation always works because it's based on the concept of decentralizing power and decision-making ability and putting the power back in the hands of the people and, and, and unraveling the, the entangling nonsense that has been created by previous administrations. Yep. So here's the next one from Jimmy Lee. Hey, Matt and Spike. This is uh, Jimmy Lee calling in on the Chris Reynolds anchor calling moment from the anchor app. So, uh, Spike, sorry that Connie and I missed you at the Ohio State uh, Convention this past weekend. I uh, was really bummed out about that. But the reason why is because my company's got me back out on the road and doing concerts and stuff. So, so, so far, I haven't had to show a Vax card. All I've had to do is fill out kind of a questionnaire saying that I don't have symptoms and that I haven't had any negative or uh, positive testing. So I am getting tested regularly being out on the road, and I know you, uh, you're out all over the place, too. So how do you think this is all going to be played out and how do you think they're going to politicize it? And do you think vaccination cards are, are, are coming down the pipeline? I'm just kind of nervous because if so, then I have to walk away from my career. So thanks, guys. I think we're a ways. First of all, I, I hate that I didn't get to see you and, and Connie, but I understand why. Obviously, your, your career is going to come first on that. Um, I'll see you next time. I'm in Ohio, I'm sure. Um I think that I, I don't I think vaccine passports just to be able to travel like the government saying you can't go from state to state without a vaccine passport. I don't think we're there yet. I think if the schmucks continue to worship Fauci and the CDC, we are headed there. But I don't think we're there yet. But I, I mean, we've already seen where businesses are requiring vaccination to be able to continue working would, for them. Go I ahead. was going to say the biggest the biggest issue that I see for um jimmy specifically uh since i know that he goes out and he uh works concerts and uh music shows and stuff like that our venues are going to say you need to have a vaccine uh you're going to need a vaccine card in order to to show that you've been vaccinated in order to come in and and that's going to be that's going to be the biggest issue for a while uh you've got what's that guy's name d snyder yeah. From Twisted Sister, D. Snyder. D. Snyder uh, recently said, I don't want anybody who's unvaccinated to come to my show uh, because you. I don't want you to infect me. Um, 66% efficacy rate. And D. Snyder was so smart and so brilliant when he talked to Congress that one time. And then it just all falls apart on this. Um, 
you you have that where you see that with a lot of bands who are saying no like yes you have to be vaccinated to come to my show um and those are bands that i won't go see because i'm not going to get the jab to go see twisted sister or you know anybody else um you know and eric i know eric clapton is going the opposite route and he is (laughs) saying that uh he doesn't want vaccinated people at his concerts um and he he's like no i don't no i don't want these mandates i'm over it let's move on uh we need to stop giving away the power and i respect that granted a lot of stuff has come out about eric clapton's past but what can you expect from an alcoholic heroin addict uh and what he said back when he was an alcoholic heroin addict um can't really trust two, those two words. former drug addicts here by the way so we get to we get to mm-hmm. say that that's our word right that's fine we, we're we're okay saying it um okay saying it. i know i said some stuff when i was lost in it uh that i probably wish i could take back i don't remember what i said but i'm certain i did and i'm willing to bet that eric clapton reading that quote was like who i don't remember saying that even a little bit and man i wish i didn't but um He's going the opposite route, and that I respect that. Uh, whichever side, whichever side that these people land on, is going to determine whether or not people are going to go to their show. I don't think the people who aren't vaccinated now are going to change their mind to go to a concert. I can't, like, I don't see it. Um, if they ever do pass the vaccine passports in order to go from state to state, you will see a lot more people getting the vaccinations only because travel requires it. Like jobs require it. If you want to do your job, you're going to have to get the vaccine. Um, Hopefully by the time they get around to it, the vaccine has less than 50% efficacy. And you can say why this thing doesn't work more times than it does. That's where it's headed. It is. And as more variants come out, that's what's going to happen. That's why Gottlieb said there's going to come a time in which there is a variant that comes out that this vaccine does nothing for. And now in um, Israel, Israel, I believe, uh, if you have two shots, if you got the first two, um, six months from the six months from that point, you are considered unvaccinated like it has never happened before. And you have to keep getting the updates. Yep. I remember being on a podcast and saying we're headed towards booster shots and some countries are going to mandate those booster shots. And I was told that I was spreading Donald Trump, MAGA, Q, TARD, right wing, white supremacy. I don't know what white supremacy. They said white supremacy because that noted Jewish white supremacists. Uh, uh, white supremacist, claptrap, nonsense, conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat. In some order, I, I, I might have messed the order up a little bit there, but, but I was told it also depended on who said propaganda. This thing is very effective. There's been no talk of booster shots. I said there's going to be booster shots. It's going to mutate, and guess what? Because it's a virus. This is the reality of viruses. Viruses mutate, and unlike the unlike smallpox and polio, this virus spreads very, 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 very easily. And is routinely mutating. This, by the way, this is what coronaviruses do. Coronaviruses 
most cold vi or a good number of the cold I don't know the percentage but a good number of the cold viruses are coronaviruses when they first came out sometimes tens or hundreds of thousands of years ago they'd kill you they'd just kill you you'd die you would get it you'd die but they didn't spread as easily as they do now over time because a virus doesn't want to kill you viruses aren't out here for the body count they're not from Cook County okay viruses just want they're not like your grandpa okay they aren't trying to murder people they just want to spread they want to replicate duplicate mutate do all the things they want to make lots of stuff uh they want to go viral huh that's literally what they want to do they want to go viral they want to just all over the place right the best way to do that is to not kill you or even make you that sick. Make you just sick enough. All they want you to do is sneeze and cough a lot. That's what it wants you to do. It wants you to get just sick enough to have a little bit of an immune response so that you sneeze and try to expel it. Sneeze and cough and try to expel it. Push it out all over the place, right? But not get so sick that you end up you know, lying down, not going anywhere and staying away from other people because you know something's really wrong. Or dying where then they die too within a few hours because they don't have a host anymore. The natural progression of viruses in general, and especially coronaviruses, is to get more and more virulent, to spread more and more easily, to become more and more contagious, and to become less and less deadly. And I'm going to pull up something to show you. You, you can start talking about stuff. This is going to take me a second. Okay. <clears throat> so right now, the uh, bid for the Libertarian Party Waffle House caucus tumblers signed by spike and yours truly is at 160 160 people now this is a once in a lifetime opportunity because there is not another tumbler like this in the world in the world there is not a single one that is like this uh this would be a one of a kind addition to your collection of tumblers that i already know many of you have too many of um and <laughs> you probably want to add more so if you wanted to uh have an addition to your collection of tumblers that some of them you have just to take to work some of them you take to the beach some of them you take over to grandma's house to call her a murderer um <laughs> Uh, we are at 180 now. 180 is the new current bid for the Tumblr. Um, <laughs> but this is a fantastic opportunity for anybody out there who wants to have a Tumblr. Yes. Who wants to have? Who wants to have a Tumblr that is? Uh, it 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 was crafted by the supple and sensual hands of john and his wife and autographed in person by the oddly identical shaped hands of mine and spikes while standing yeah, our hands are like identical it's, it's yeah they're they're like the exact same size it's weird like the fingers are shaped the same so uh right. 200 so, 200 from bdsm guru two 200 for, bdsm guru is not playing around i think she I he think, is, not, is it he or she i think it's a he but i'm not sure they they're they, uh, they, they remember losing out to tom arnold last time so you know, not yeah gonna let that happen again so i just want to show you something this is the case fatality rate of covid19 
as it says there at the title, case fatality rate of COVID-19. Uh, the gray one is the he. world BDSM guru is a he. He, okay, he. Uh, and then the blue line there is for the United States. Now, you'll notice a trend where uh, it shot up quite a bit. This was during the time that uh, people with COVID were being shoved into nursing homes. Also, they weren't uh, widely testing. So the only people that were really getting tested were typically already very, very sick. And about 6% of them in the U.S. and 7% of them worldwide were dying, which would make sense. Those are the ones that were already pretty sick. Once they started testing regularly, that number reached an equilibrium of around 2% there. Now, here's what's happened slowly over time. It has been slowly going down. It kind of plateaued for a while, and now it's been dropping as the Delta variant has become the, the most prominent variant out there, right? The current, the current, there was a trough there back in like November, like I guess uh, December, January, where it had gotten down to 1.69% in, uh, in, uh, in the U.S. Its current rate, the most recent update on its fatality rate is 1.64%. It is continuing to go down. The amount of testing has kind of equalized. People are now getting tested routinely and widely. I will actually hypothesize that there's less testing happening now than there was during that time in November, December, when people were still a little bit more paranoid about whether they had it or not. So that means that yeah. it's possible that the actual case fatality rate has continued to drop. But even at this current rate, this is what we're seeing, that kind of slow slide down of becoming less and less fatal over time as it becomes easier and easier to spread. That explains why we're seeing the case numbers go through the roof and the death numbers rising, but not nearly as high as the case numbers are. That's actually good news because once we acknowledge, this is important to acknowledge, that COVID-19 is not going away. There is not going to be an end to this. Uh, this it, is not, it is no longer a pandemic. It is endemic. It is not going away. This is like the flu now. Now that we've acknowledged that, and let go the idea of stopping COVID, this is where we would hope it would head, where it becomes less deadly over time. And eventually, I mean, many, many years from now, but at least eventually now becomes something closer to like maybe flu numbers, which it would have to be about a tenth as deadly as it is right now to be at the flu level. But we're working our way there. And then eventually, you know, however many dozens or hundreds of generations, it'd be like the cold where essentially no one dies of the cold. Um, that's where we hope it heads. Uh, but regardless, um, all the stuff they're selling you is a bunch of crap. It's not going to happen. We have one. Do we have one more? Uh, that's up to you. Let's do it. Hey, Spike and Matt, this is James M. Ray calling in on the Chris Injury Attorney, Injury Personal Attorney, Injury at Law. Shit, I don't know. Call in line. Anyway, oh, now my phone pops up. Anyway, I was going to call just to ask a nice, simple question that I fear nobody has ever asked before. What the hell does Bula Vanaka mean? Thank you very much. Have a great day. Bula Vanaka. Many of you have heard it. Uh, we say it at the beginning of every episode. Uh, it is a it is a Fijian greeting. Basically, it means technically it means hey, how are you? But it is also used as cheers. 
So whenever we're saying Bula Vinaka, uh, and we say to you and to everybody else, Bula Vinaka, we're saying cheers to all of you. Thank you for being here. Welcome to our home. Um, it's like it's like the Fijian version of Lechayim. Right. Basically. Or Mazel Tov, either one. I guess Mazel Tov. Oh, Mazel Tov. Ah, Mazel Tov. So... <clears throat> I guess we can do a little bit of uh, AUA if you want. Yeah, let's do some A. Let's do some AUA. The 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 current bid is one eighty. One eighty, I think. No, two hundred. Uh, two hundred. I apologize. Two hundred. BDSM guru. Two hundred. Jimmy two, Lee we're just. Now at, uh, we're now at two two ten from uh, Jimmy Lee is now at two ten from Jimmy Lee. So here is a question that was asked very 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 early on. I'm going to scroll all the way back. Hold on. Oh, it won't even let me go back that far. Oh, no. Um, all right. Well, I'll ask. I'll, I forget who even asked it, but I'll, I'll summarize it. Um, crap. No, I don't. I don't. Hold on. Let me try to figure out how exactly it was worded. This is a good question. Man, we've had and you have no clue who asked it, huh? Uh-uh. So I believe that the question was, is it more important to an align to partner or to ally the left and right libertarians across the libertarian spectrum to have libertarian unity or to uh, align all of the people on the right, right libertarians all the way up to right non-libertarians? Um, and everything in between, which one's more important? I think that's what the question was. Um, my answer to that is that uh, I think it's more important to unite libertarians, generally speaking, um, just because at the end of the day, left and right, the more you remove the coercion and the more you make it voluntary, left and right don't actually matter anymore, economically or socially. If you're not imposing your way of life on people, it doesn't matter how they are. If, if someone wants to go over here and start a, um, you know, start a, um, a, a voluntary commune. And then so and then, you know, someone over here wants to have a, you know, private property based society, and they don't bother each other, they're probably gonna end up trading and getting along. And they might end up becoming forming some kind of hybrid between them or something like that, who knows, but it doesn't matter anymore. When it's left authoritarians versus right authoritarians, now you have a problem. Now you have a cold war. Now you have people forcing an imposition of their system on others. Everyone's arguing over which system everyone is forced to live under. So I think it's more important to, to do that libertarian unity than right unity. Now, with that said, I'm willing to ally with almost anyone on a specific issue that we agree with, right? So um, if... I've been doing a lot of anti-lockdown stuff and a lot of anti-mandate stuff and a lot of anti-vaccine uh, passport stuff, vaccine mandate stuff. That's largely people on the right, some on the left too, but mostly people on the right. Okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll work with them on that. When we do a lot of stuff related to um, uh, police accountability, ending police brutality, uh, criminal justice reform, typically most, not all, but most uh, come from the, tend to be on the left side. 
okay, that's fine. Whatever. Um, it's important for us to agree to, to ally with anyone who we agree with for the most part. Like I said, I'm not working with like clan members if we agree on cutting taxes or something like that. And I, I, I don't want to deal with, you know, tanky communists, you know, pro Stalin communists if we agree on God, what would we even agree on? I don't know heroin legalization or something i don't know but i'm <laughs> not sure what we'd agree on but uh i i think it would be um i it's important to work with almost anyone on things we agree on so do you see any questions that pop out to you i'm not 100 percent sure how many of them are real questions um <laughs> we can answer anyone heard of questions <laughs> Anyone heard of yes, the we, we, yeah. Yes, we've heard of that variant. Thank you. Yes, we've heard I of actually, that. I actually tweeted about that, that people were talking about the Ligma variant, and the fact checkers were going, there is no Ligma variant. This is a crude genital humor joke. It's like, wow, Yeah, John, know. we are actually reading these live right now. So if you have a question, please feel free to ask it. Uh, have you heard of the new BOFA vaccine? I, that was one I was like, I don't know if this is serious. I'm going to look this up because I know it's a thing. Bank of America. There's a Bank of America vaccine? No, that's just BOA. Oh, just like both of them. Bofa. Like both of them. I don't yeah, I did not know. Um Sarah Ann Anderegg wants us both to say Superfan Sarah Ann Superfan Sarah Anderegg wants us both to say the word interesting. Horror. <laughs> interesting. Um, interesting. 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 Glad we could interesting. Have, uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, would I draft Josh Allen over Mac Jones in fantasy football? Yes, I would draft uh, Josh Allen over Mac Jones in fantasy football. Um, uh, oh, here's one. Harrison Kemp, uh, who is with the Libertarian Party of Maine, uh, has asked, what legislative priorities should LP state parties be working on? Whatever is the biggest priority in your state. Yeah, I was going to say that would depend on the state. Yeah, For many I, I, states, because... Ohio... For instance, uh, ballot access and uh, becoming a party again. Um, in other states, uh, like ballot access is going to be one across all states pretty much all the time. So that one needs to be at the top of your list constantly. But yeah. in certain states, uh, it may be more about it may be more about the lockdowns. In other states, it might be more about gun rights. In some states, it. Uh, might be more about uh, taxes. Like in Colorado, uh, I don't know how many people saw this. The uh, governor of Colorado recently came out and said that the income tax rate in Colorado should be zero. And that's a Democrat. Um, and we agree with that. We agree with that. Still not moving to Colorado. Um Uh, so yeah, that being anti-lockdown, really being anti-lockdown in South Dakota, that's not really important. Uh, in Maine, you guys just had some major victories with um, 
uh, civil asset forfeiture. Um, so it would be kind of pointless to fight that very hard, whereas there are other states where civil asset forfeiture abuse is absurd, right? Like, so it really depends on the state. The short answer is, I guess the, the short answer is whatever is most important in that state. The, I guess, slightly longer answer is whatever issues are most acutely affecting everyday people in your state and can be easily tied to abuse by government. If you can focus on those things where no one's going to disagree with you in any real way that this is a government problem and where the only people who disagree with you are people who essentially think that that's a good thing, then that's a good place to be. You know, we get caught up in like things like healthcare and stuff like that, and we should talk about it. But the problem is a lot of people don't really, uh, you know, realize that the problem with healthcare is, is government, um, it's important to message those things and talk about those things. And certainly if, if healthcare is one of the most acute issues, you should take that on. But I prefer like, you know, we're, we're dealing with a lot of stuff with, oh yeah, and uh, main band no knock warrants as well, which is amazing. Um, but the, uh, you know, I, I've been working a lot on like eminent domain stuff because there's nothing that hits people harder than, you know, someone's house being stolen by the government for something that no one probably even needs. Um, that just really drives home the idea of government just being abusive and that the, the problem is that they have too much power and it's not a specific politician. It's the system itself. So that's what I would say now. Um, T, T Marie Liberty over on Twitch. Um, she asked about the Craigslist ad story. And I don't know if that's something you teased or I teased, but I don't know what it is. The Craigslist ads. I, I don't remember ever teasing a Craigslist ad story. Um, Joe Makes Drifts over on YouTube says he's got a question. A grocery sack of smoked salmon from a stranger, a pleasant gift or creepy asking for a friend? And I'm certain that's for you. It's, it is creepy. <laughs> Depending on the demeanor of the stranger, that will depend on whether I eat it or not. That's actually a really fair answer. <laughs> but it is oh, kind of like it, it's the Craigslist ad that got Spike to co-host. Of course. <laughs> that old yarn. That old yarn. Okay. So here's the Craigslist ad story okay. that I'm totally not going to make up right now. I was going to say, um, I, I, I know this story very well, and I'm, in no way am I hearing this for the first time. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, when I was looking for a new co-host for the Muddied Waters of Freedom, uh, Spike was already host of My Fellow Americans on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock-ish Eastern. Um and instead of just thinking, I should go to the Wednesday night guy and see if he wants to co-host Tuesday with me, uh, I started putting out feelers for different hosts uh, across many different planes. Uh, there is a universe out there somewhere where me and Remzo Martinez are the hosts of this show. Ew. And <laughs> I know, I know, that's that's the darkest Ew. timeline. <laughs> Um, 
there's also one with Caleb Franz, and uh, you know there, you know lots lots of different possibilities. However, I got a little desperate at one point, and I put out a Craigslist ad, and I said, looking for uh, you know, and anybody looking for work. I can't remember what the name. I haven't been on Craigslist since this. Um, and so I said, looking looking for a co-host of a uh, libertarian leaning podcast. Um, looking for a co-host of a libertarian leaning podcast must be the funny guy. Must promise to never run for political office, so I don't have to become the funny guy ever, and I can remain the straight man in our dynamic. Wow. Yeah, and uh, oddly enough, Spike was trolling Close Encounters on Craigslist, and he responded because he said, I'm an anarchist with MS. There is no way I am ever going (laughs) to run for political office. I mean, that's true, yeah. And, And I enjoy being the funny guy to your straight man, so we can obviously make this partnership work and he ended up um lying to me in his craigslist response well, to, be, to be clear i lied to myself that's fair that's fair um <laughs> just to, to be clear but just to, yeah and that's the craigslist ad story i like that that's a nice story i like that story I um I think it's uh I think it's important to note that again I, we were all lied to by me um so that's not they, they don't blame I guess you do have to blame me right <laughs> since everybody was lied to by you I said I might run for office one day but it would be you know something local uh, because you know you get those libertarians where they get 1500 bucks in the bank and suddenly they're going to try to run for Senate as opposed to a local election. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know why people do that. It's dumb. So I just think it's important to note that, well, we were all lied to. We were all so lied to. If any, if anything, I'm possibly the biggest victim here. If you think about it that way. <laughs> Because you lied to yourself. Because I lied to myself. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, if you think about it that way, now now who feels bad, huh? Not me. Probably, probably you. Right. <laughs> Anybody else. Like literally anyone but me. Right. <laughs> so... I like and that story. Joe Vasquez, yes. How could you not want to run with Vermin Supreme, though? And... I'm not going to say that that was quite literally the conversation that we had. Yeah. But that's that, almost verbatim. <laughs> that's pretty close to verbatim. It's like, hey, you know that thing that was never going to happen because I'm not a total status sellout loser? Um, what if it was with Vermin Supreme? How could you not Vermin? do that? Yeah, well, we gotta sort of kind of have to, actually. Really. I mean, that's kind of have to that's how i saw it and folks 
that's my favorite story. I guess. Um, so, okay. Do we have any other? Um, 210 was the last bit I saw. Anybody have any questions? Anybody want to hear any other stories that we teased at some point? And uh, you're going to have to remind us of Zeno Bell's story. No victim, no crime. That's absolutely true. Um, <laughs> Spike Cohen in 2019. Oh, shit. I'm actually good at this. Um, that was in 2019. I'm going to let like everybody know. <laughs> I'm going to let everybody know now that was not 2019. Yeah, um, it was more 2020 when that realization. realization uh, lots of questions about the mixtape. Um, oh, yeah, 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 the mixtape. Um, so there is a mix. Like, I mean, a, I, play, I played a, a track from the mixtape on, on here. On the yeah, they, they just want to know when it's going to be released. It's definitely not, and here's why. Um, and I think I've <laughs> talked about this before. You have talked about it on the show. But but I'll bring it up again because it seems like maybe some of y'all haven't heard yet. Um, so, hey, guys, remember what rap was like in the late 90s, early 2000s? Because that, that's when most of this. I, I guess it was anything from early 90s to early 2000s was what's on there. Just to rub it in, he is looking at the list of songs right now. He's probably looking at the mix, at, at the entire playlist right now, oh, just definitely. to really yeah. add insult to injury mm -hmm. that nobody's going to hear this. Yep. Nope. Ever, ever, ever. I've played a couple tracks for people like in person just to, you know, so they can go, hey, oh, guys, I heard it. Um, but um, yeah, so if you... Think about the kind of words that were used in uh, in rap back then, and uh, and then think about what would happen. I literally cannot think about those. Well, that's okay. Because um, I did not the, listen to rap. <laughs> right, but so all that to say that the the problem is that if uh, picture the the former uh, candidate for a major office for the largest, the third largest political party in the United States, uh, were to release a mixtape that had the N-word in it like 3,000 times. That's, that's what that would look like. If you can just picture what that would be like, that's why it can't ever be released. Um, because it would just turn into, oh my gosh, Spike Cohen. Look at Spike Cohen. He has released a very, it's racist. It's got, you know, the N-word, uh, and it's got, you know, the references to violence against women and, you know, all, all this stuff. And what would I be able to say? Oh, that's okay. They're black. I didn't say it. Ja Rule did. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I didn't say it. The Wu Tang Clan said it. That's they. they it's they're also where I'm releasing it because then people have said, "Oh, you can release it and raise money for candidates in the party." Then now the party's really tied to that shit. So yeah, I, I can't do that. I so cannot do that. Jason, unfortunately, Jason Lyon asks a good question. Okay, which is weird. 
Um, I was say, is it a good question? Who was your favorite guest on your standalone show? And that's a question to both of us. Favorite guest on my standalone show? That's a good question. That's tough. Um, that is tough. Um, that is tough. So obviously, the I have a right answer. Okay. And that would be Sarah Anderegg because oh, yeah. that guest, having that guest on has really paid off in dividends for me. Um, in spades. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if we are talking about a guest that I, no, I'm not saying that out loud. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Nope. I love you, Sarah. Um, <laughs> outside of the obvious answer of my, of my lovely and wonderful life partner. Um, that's how you put it. And the woman that I love more than anything. Honestly, I would probably say Big Get Shane Sweeney was my favorite guest I've ever had on my show. That was... Well, I would... Go ahead. That was a truly emotional episode where we... Like, it was like a therapy session for both of us where we just talked. Like, it, it was all politics, but we got deep on everything, and it was a great episode. Uh, so my answer, obviously, is Jason Lyon. Uh, when I had Jason Lyon on uh, of Mr. America, the Bearded Truth, he was my best, my favorite guest. Um, Ron had a better beard. I'm not going to get into that fight. <laughs> I don't I'm know if they're still fighting fight. about it or not, but I figured I would just... Try to start it again? Yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm not. I, I hope there are fine people on both sides of this argument, and I, I don't want to get into it, but... Uh, <laughs> Actually, no, I mean, I would say, in all honesty, Jason's definitely up there, um, if not. No, Jason was a fantastic guest. Jason was a great guest. I, I really the, enjoyed the, the only time I had Jason on was when we had when I had him on to announce uh, that we were bringing Mr. America to the Bearded Truth, the Muddied Waters. Yeah. And we we did like a, a normal episode, and we were talking about whatever was going on in the news at the time, which I don't remember. But then at the end, I was like, so we actually – brought jason on because we have some news and you see jason and he's like sitting there and he's doing this number where he's just getting and he was doing that high pitch like four four fourth grade girl giggle where he, <laughs> and he just like a, a eight-year-old with so much pent-up energy inside of him that he was just like shaking and it was it was great to watch uh, as that was happening. Um, and yeah, no, Jason was a fan. Jason's show is Mr. America, the arguably, Mr. America, the Bearded Truth is arguably um, the smartest show that we have on Buddy Waters Media. Arguably. The, the, only, the only one giving him a run for his money is Nullick, honestly, on, on- <laughs> Cajun and Eskimo. Yeah, I like how you're leaving Cajun out of that. You're just like, is Nullick, is Eskimo of that of that show. Of that show. Nah, Cajun's very smart too. But he is. So are we, but Nullick's very, very smart. Um, but this is what we're doing with an episode. Ah, but we're making money. Which by the way, what are we yeah. at? 210? 210? 210. 210. Um 
We're at 210, I think. Uh, so just want to let you know real quick before I forget, this weekend. Shane Sweeney I'm... entered the chat. Oh, really? Shane Sweeney, we miss you. Yeah. Shane Sweeney, I miss you. Uh, and I just said that outside of my current girlfriend and life partner and the woman that I love more than anything else in this world, you were my favorite guest. Yes. <laughs> I would love to have you on, but you're very wrong about fish. He is very wrong about fish. We didn't talk about fish. No, well, because, yeah. So speaking of fish, you know where fish is a lot in Florida? And guess where I'm going to be this weekend? In Florida. Come join me on the, the Spike Cohen Florida tour. I just made that. Wow. Uh, Spike Cohen Florida tour, September 3rd to the 5th this weekend, literally coming up. Uh, I will be in Fort Lauderdale in Miami, South Florida. Uh, by the way, I made this graphic. I just want to point that out. I just made this. This is mine. I made it. That's if you like this, I, I made it. Anyway, so if you go to spikecohen.com, then uh, you can find out more information about all the events I'm doing. And I'm doing a lot of events. Like, I think like eight events. Doing like eight events. This so on the six and then on the six, I'm gonna just lie on the beach. So come join me uh, in Fort Lauderdale in Miami for the Spike Cohen Florida tour, September third to fifth. SpikeCohen.com. Find out more. SpikeCohen.com. So $210 is the current bed. We got to wrap this show up because uh, I have to wake up in the morning because of work. So 210 is the current bid. Uh, Whoever wins, whoever wins uh, by the end of this episode, we ask that you PayPal muddiedwatersmedia at gmail.com. You PayPal us the money and we will ship that out to you directly. Directly, and I'll I'll throw in uh, Spike Cohen swag bag too. I'll put it in here, and you get a yeah, Spike Cohen swag bag. And Sheila Foster has said she will match any bid up to five hundred dollars. So keep bidding and support Muddy Waters Media. That's right, Sheila. Thank you. So we're at two ten, but we're going to start wrapping up now. So who who is it with two ten? Was that Jimmy? Jimmy, Jimmy Lee. Jim, okay, so Jimmy Lee currently has the highest bid at two ten. But do you want to steal this from Jimmy? You could take that from Jimmy. Jimmy has the broken microphone that might not be broken. It's definitely not. There's an easy, I'm sure with an easy fix could have fixed it. Will you do, show me the bottom. Oh, it says um, McAfee didn't kill himself. McAfee didn't kill himself on the bottom of the Waffle House caucus tumbler of this tumbler. Oh, and by the way, this has been a especially epoxy finished uh, so that our signatures won't go away. I can do this. Oh, BDSM guru said two fifteen, but Pam Casalari, sorry Pam if I butchered your last name, uh, said two twenty. Jimmy Lee says two twenty five. Two twenty five. So we got two twenty five. Three-way bidding war happening here between Pam Casalare, Casalare—is it Casalare? Casalare? Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, she can't spell Josh it for Umbog has asked me to kiss it because it'll be worth more. Okay. Mwah. 
That's Castellaire. Okay, so uh, there's a three. We got a three-way bid between uh, right now. Jimmy's on top with two twenty-five. Um, BDSM Guru said two fifteen, and uh, Pam, Pam Castellaire, who now is at two thirty. Two thirty is the things. current bid. I have to do the thing. Eskimo. Two thirty. Two thirty. BDSM Guru, I think, is on a slight delay because he he's yeah. coming in like just he's... seconds later. Um, so now it's been 230. by the Eskimo that I Eskimo kiss it, which I assume means rub my nose against it. I believe that so, is what that is. Two thirty five from I'm Jimmy Lee. Two thirty five from Jimmy Lee. About to sound I like Jimmy Dixon. I understand that reference. Thank you, Eric Runhammer. Two thirty five from Jimmy Lee. That is from uh, Letter Kenny. That's the name of the auctioneer. Oh. His name is Jimmy Dickens, but everybody calls him Jimmy Dixon. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, Cajun. Listen, Cajun. If you actually had eighty-five billion in top modern warfare equipment, this auction would be over. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'd have eighty-five billion worth of top warfare equipment. 240 if Matt Eskimo kisses it too. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> You've been asked, would you rather fight 50 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? I don't um, I would rather I would rather fight 50 duck-sized horses of course yeah horses. 250 250 I from Pam this, this i destroyed this argument i'll get my wife to kiss it um <laughs> this this argument was destroyed by me last year a horse is a gentle creature the only danger it poses is just how big it is that if it gets spooked it'll you know uh um yeah, you know, pull back or you know, might kick something behind. But it's it regularly just a gentle creature. So if you make it duck sized, it's like a little like puppy now. So fifty of those, they're nothing. It's like a chihuahua a, with no bite. A, a duck is in an active state of trying to murder everything. And if you try to make it, if you made one the size of a horse, it would be like Godzilla level danger. It would kill everything it can fly it, around a duck can catch some air a a, a, a fly it'll, it'll destroy everything there's nothing you could do to stop it so obviously cajun, 50 duck size cajun is sitting there just pissed because he got in trouble when he did that um <laughs> when he tried to fight duck size horses no when he talked about ducks on when he talked about ducks on his show uh 269 from bdsm guru which is an acceptable one that's an acceptable, that is acceptable. One it's got 69 yeah um, um and then someone brought up one horse size can a horse size candidate goose would end this country like no way no way jimmy is at 275 Oh, and that's the other point, too. Yeah. BDSM Guru uh, mentions that birds aren't real. So what you're really talking about is a horse-sized spy murder drone. 
and so far the, the Taliban has all those. Um, so Pam Casalara, Casalera, sorry, uh, Pam Casalera is at two eighty. Jimmy two, Lee is at two ninety. Two ninety. Ashley two seventy. If I kiss it, I, I already kissed it, but we're up, we're up at two ninety now, Ashley. Um, we're at two hundred and ninety dollars so, from Jimmy Lee. So um, while we are waiting for people to continue doing this, who do you have on your show tomorrow? Oh, that's a good question. So um, tomorrow night, I have Ra the Rugged Man, who's like one of my favorite rappers. He has like millions of subscribe of, of followers on tw- uh, YouTube. Um, he uh, he's like a really really good rapper, and it turns out he's a, a, a libertarian and a big fan of mine. And so we're, I'm going to have him on, and we're going to talk about uh, what got him into hip hop, what got him into libertarianism, and uh, just chop it up it a little bit. I'm going to see if I can get. I'm trying to see if I can get him to like. I, I want to try to get him to freestyle. I know you, you were not invited. Yeah, no. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I got to do it the way that y'all did. Oh, you weren't. Oh, oh, um. Oh, I mean, some it might have gotten lost. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot going on right now. 350 from Pam Castellare. 350 wow. from Pam Castellare. Oh. Pam Castellare out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. 350. Just, 350 is it, the She current... wants to put this to bed. She. She's not. Yeah, she Jimmy, Jimmy Lee just said. <laughs> Pam, Pam so, wins. So um, I, I feel like that's probably. I'm going to give it a minute because I know that apparently right. YouTube's way behind. But I have so, a feeling that that's going to be the winning bid. So, so uh, Ra the Rugged Man is my guest tomorrow. Who's your guest on uh, on the uh, the Writers Block? Uh, my guest on the Writers Block Thursday, eight o'clock Eastern, is Martha Bueno, who you will be mm-hmm. hanging out with this weekend. Um, and uh, we are going to be talking about just so much. And I am so excited to have Martha on the show. Yeah, no, I am as well, and I am excited to see her this. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on the Spike Cohen Florida tour, September 3rd to 5th. Um, and then on, um, yeah, everyone else is bowing out. BDSM is out. Um, um, and the uh, and then the, uh, what else? So on Friday, uh, we're doing an episode of Cajun and Eskimo, or do we not know? Because I know Noel's Noah, being affected by the... No, I think we are. I think we okay. are. They ended up doing so, one last week as well, okay. which I didn't think they were because I thought he was going to be out of town or something. Um, and but yeah, they ended up doing one. Um, and then for anybody who was tuned in on Sunday night, Cajun did a special episode of his show, The Cajun Libertarian, on Muddied Waters Media, in which he had um, the president. I don't want to say this. I don't want to say this wrong. Of the Cajun Navy. Uh, what's that? The Cajun Navy, right? Yeah, the Cajun Navy, the president of the Cajun Navy. I wasn't sure if there was a word after Navy, like association or anything. But yeah, the the president of the Cajun Navy. And uh, that was a fantastic episode for anybody who hasn't seen it. Um, And anybody that wants to help out uh, with all that's going on from the hurricane that just hit down there, uh, reach out to the Cajun Navy. I'm certain that they could use donations or volunteers or whatever. 
Absolutely. So uh, if on so that on Friday, uh, Cajun and Eskimo uh, at uh, they do theirs at seven thirty, nine eight thirty, nine thirty, nine thirty. That's what it is. I knew it was different. So nine thirty, and then uh, this weekend, Spike Cohen's Florida tour. Join me in Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Find out more at spikecohen.com. Then join us on next Monday for Mister America: The Bearded Truth, uh, where uh, Jason Lyon uh, he picks a single. Uh, issue to um, deep dive into every single week. It's an incredible, incredible show. Then join us right back here next week. Same next week, actually. Next week, September 7th, is the seven-year anniversary of me quitting drinking. Wow. Yeah, so uh, we will be uh, doing some special stuff for the seven-year anniversary of me quitting drinking, which is, happens to be that day. That day, we're going to celebrate Matt's sobriety by largely remaining sober. Yes. Yes. So, uh, join, so join us uh, next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Mish Eastern. Same muddy place, same muddy time for another fandipitous episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Now, it does appear as though we can safely say that going once, going twice, sold to Pam Castellare, $350. Matched by can, Sheila apparently as well. For right. if you this, can send the three fifty to muddiedwatersmedia at gmail.com on PayPal, that would be fantastic. And when you do that, please include your address so we know where to send the tumblers. Yes, that's a sticking point apparently. Sometimes <laughs> we need the yes. address, and then we can send this. I will be adding. Um, let us know if you really want my wife to kiss this. I don't think you want that. But uh, I will also be adding, I'll be putting in here a Spike Cohen swag bag as well. Uh, so what, oh, no, BDSM says she bid 360. He, 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 he said, no, he, he, he is kidding. Okay, good. He said I'm Because out. he said he was he out, is, yeah. Yeah, no, he is kidding. And BDSM, uh, you said, hopefully that you get to the seven years. Look, man, Um we're obviously going to talk about this a little bit more next week uh, because yep. it's the anniversary, uh, but you can do it. Anybody can do it. Yes. It, it, mm-hmm. it isn't easy, but anybody can do it. And we have both said that if you need to talk, if you need anything, we are there to talk to you. We will respond if you are having a crisis during sobriety. Uh, absolutely. If you need anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, there's like four or five people that watch this show that I talk to regularly to just check in, check in with them yep. on their sobriety. Yep. And I will absolutely check in with you if you ever need. Um, so you can do it. If you need anything, please reach out um, and we can figure out a way to uh, contact each other. So that way we can uh, I can check in on you. Uh, but yeah. you can do it. Trust me. You can do it. If I can do it and he can do it, you can do it. Look, I am a total freak and I've been able to stay sober for 15 years now. Like I'm most, mostly a clown and I've been able to remain sober. Uh, you can do it. It's honestly, it is one day at a time. Um, it is, it is, I, I believe anyway for me and, and, and I think Matt would probably agree. It, it gets easier over time. Um, it eventually becomes, wow, has it been another year? Um, and I know that doesn't seem that way early on, but it, it, it gets easier over time. And, uh, and eventually it just becomes, at least for me, it's just become like, wow, it's been 15 years. Wow. It's been 16 years. Wow. It's been whatever. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, I'm now at a point where uh, I'm around, I'm able to be around people who are doing stuff and it I does not, doesn't, I have no temptation at all whatsoever. It, it actually makes me happy that I'm not doing that anymore. So you can do it one day at a time. You've got this and uh, it's going to get easier over time. But uh, congratulations again to Pam uh, Casalaire. Uh, and she has said she's not worried about the kisses, which is fine because I already kissed him. Uh, but no other kisses are going to happen because that's weird. And also, you're going to wash it, so it doesn't really matter. Anyway, so, um, folks, thanks again for tuning in to this really fun Ask Us Anything episode slash auction episode. And uh, we and thank see- you for tuning in for an episode where we didn't really cover news. We just kind of talked about whatever. And uh, we got to have fun on the show again for the first yes. time in a while. Yes, because it's always fun, but like it's been so sad. Yeah, it's it. We needed a a, a palate cleanser. So uh, thank you again for tuning in. We'll be back with more doom and gloom next week, I'm sure. Uh, And uh, uh, thank you again. And uh, congratulations to Pam for the 350 and uh, and for the Tumblr. And we will see you next week. And where we're going, we don't need roads. I don't wait, I got it. Don't wait. Oh, <laughs> see me in Florida.